Hi guys, it's Claire and this is the Fuck the Fads podcast. If you want some company in the pursuit of a healthier, stronger, fitter you, then you've come to the right place. Strap in for stories about my own journey and useful education about how you can improve your health and achieve the goals you've always wanted without fad dieting. Hey pals, welcome back to Fuck the Fads. In this episode, I'm gonna be talking about my dog, my dog Maple. I have spoken about my dog Laurel before, but in this one, I'm gonna be talking about Maple because she is a little bit overweight. So I thought this was kind of pertinent to talk about because the way you might approach something if like your dog or your child was overweight would be totally different to how lots of people reach to approach it for themselves. So without further ado, let's dive on in. So I've been thinking for probably a few weeks now, maybe a couple of months, that I think Maple is slightly overweight. Not massively, but just a little bit on the fluffy side. And part of me has been like, is it just actual puppy fat? She's only nine months old, so she's still growing and her body is still gonna be changing probably a fair bit over the next few months. And so, yeah, part of me is like, is it puppy fat? Is she actually a little bit overweight? But then I had the opportunity to speak to somebody who really knows her stuff when it comes to dogs. She's sort of a friend of my husband's and she works for a dog food company as a nutritionist. Um, I think she's a nutritionist for for the dog food company. And she does a lot with like training dogs and other sorts of things. And she spent a little bit of time with us last week Um, helping to do a little bit of training with Maple and I said to her do you think she's overweight and she kind of paused and she looked at me and she was like do you want my honest professional opinion and I was like no yeah I really really do like I'm genuinely asking the question uh, for an honest answer and she said yes she is a little bit overweight so I was like right I need to do something about this and my first thought was not to okay, I need to cut out all her carbs or okay, I need to put her on the keto diet or okay, I need to sign her up to Slimming World or I'm gonna start giving her lemon water with cayenne pepper every morning. No, my first thought was, right, I need to cut down the amount she's eating and make sure that she's getting ample exercise. So she definitely gets ample exercise. I walk her twice a day, about 45 minutes each walk which is appropriate for her age at the moment. And she gets a little bit of exercise at home as well, running around and playing with Laurel. But I know that she definitely eats too much. Maple has got the appetite of a rhinoceros. And I I think that's probably the lab in her. I know that labs tend to kind of just, like they'll eat whatever you put in front of her. Like if I, just kept putting fresh bowls of food down in front of her all day like she would eat every single one no problem and um we try as much as we can to really watch the dogs when they're having their meals and for a while did feed them separately but sometimes it's a little bit logistically difficult like we don't live in a massive house um and so yeah sometimes it can just be a bit tricky so we had sort of kind of like slipped with our strictness about how we feed them and quite often they would like swap bowls or, and and Laurel isn't like massive into food. Like she'll eat her food, but she's not a dog that will like just keep eating and eating and eating. Unless it's food off our plates, which we don't feed her, but 
she would eat all the food off our plates but she's not overly bothered about her own food and so quite often will leave her food like she generally is quite good at eating her food until she's full and then that's fine and she'll leave the rest whereas maple will hoover up her food and hoover up whatever's left of laurels if she gets the opportunity and also we have two cats and we feed our cats dry food and again we try and feed our cats we do always feed our cats separately to where we feed the dogs but if the cats haven't eaten everything out of their bowl and maple manages to get to the cat bowls she'll eat what's in there as well so i know that the problem was definitely with the amount she was eating so we are being much more strict now about how we feed the dogs i make sure that i feed them totally separately and maple eats her food in about 1.3 seconds Laurel takes a little bit longer, so I never let Maple out of where we feed her from until Laurel has finished with her bowl. And then we're really strict about picking up their bowls afterwards and putting them away and also making sure that the cat food is completely out of reach. And then the other thing that I've done also is revisited the dog food bag, the puppy food bag that we have for Maple and looked at the quantities that she should be having. So of course, like you do this, if you're a dog owner, you will maybe have had a similar experience but you do this kind of sporadically over time just to kind of make sure they're having the right amount but like you don't necessarily weigh it out every time and then maybe you start to eyeball it a little bit more and then maybe then the adherence with how much you're giving them slips and this is really uh relatable as well to like human behavior well that is human behavior because it's me weighing out her food right but for what we do for ourselves like if you track food for a while and you weigh everything eventually you can come to a place where you can probably eyeball it but you will probably undoubtedly over time start adding a little bit more and a little bit more on and then actually what you think you're having is not what you're having at all so i revisited the back of her dog food bag made sure that what i was well, i weighed out what she was supposed to have um in the morning and in the evening and I'm making sure that I am giving her exactly that and luckily I have a mug that the exact weight fits into if I fill it right to the brim so I'm actually filling it like just below the brim so I know that I'm never going over that and I'm being super strict. So we've been doing this now probably for a little over a week, Um, yeah a week yesterday in fact and already she is visibly looking a bit slimmer she is visibly looking a little bit smaller her back end behind her abdomen and rib cage is sort of nipped in a little bit more which is what you should see with dogs and apparently you should be able to really see like their back two ribs and the lovely lady that was talking to me about maple and the fact that she was a little bit overweight was saying that sometimes people with puppies it can be a little bit of a controversial thing because some people think that puppies should have a little bit of quote-unquote puppy fat on them but actually the healthier they are the the healthier their muscles will be the healthier their bones will be the healthier they will develop as they get older and it's all the same stuff for humans like it's all the same stuff that I know about humans applies to my dogs so with just over yeah a week of doing this she's already looking visibly more lean and her back end is starting to, as I said, just nip in a little bit. But it's just really interesting because it got me thinking about how we approach it so differently when it's us. 
But like, if it's your dog or your kid, like you wouldn't say to your child, okay, you're not gonna have anything that contains carbohydrates from now, or you're gonna drink, like I said at the beginning, this lemon water with cayenne pepper in it, or you're gonna eat a fucking half a grapefruit before every meal because it's supposed to burn fat. No, you would look at their activity levels and try and help them increase that where they could and probably just give them slightly smaller portions and that would work. So why can we not apply this to ourselves? I think we seem to overcomplicate it so much for us because I don't know, it's it's almost like, well, it can't possibly be that I don't move enough and that I eat too much. It's got to be because I'm eating too many carbs or it's got to be because I'm not taking this magic potion. It's like we find it difficult to admit to ourselves that it's probably our behavior that has got us here in the first place. And it that is difficult to admit to yourself. It is difficult to think like, really, this is probably down to me that I'm in this situation. And I'm not saying this to make anyone feel guilty or bad, but when I, you know, struggled with yo-yo dieting for such a long time, yes, there were lots of influencing factors that that helped me kind of get to that situation. I've talked before about what it was like growing up in a quickly developing body with people commenting on my body a lot, what it was like when my dad died and I fully ate my grief, Um, being in and out of kind of like really toxic relationships where food was a medicine for me. Yes, those were all things that kind of happened to me but it was my doing that kept me in that cycle and in that situation because I didn't know how to get out of it. And in the end, it was my doing that got me out of it. It was my decision to, right, I'm gonna fully take control of the situation. I'm gonna accept responsibility and I'm gonna be accountable to myself. I'm gonna learn what I actually need to do in order to make these changes. And I am going to try every single day to put these changes into practice. And so, yeah, it's it's really hard to admit that to yourself, but when you can admit that to yourself, that you're the only person that can change it, that's when you will be then successful. And of course, like you can ask for help, you can hire a coach, you can go to the gym and get a PT, you could maybe do, I don't know, a nutrition course or whatever it is that you think would be helpful for you. You can do all of those things and get support with it, but it has to start and has to end with you making that decision to make those changes. And the point of this podcast is that I want you all to know it doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to be as complicated as doing a silly fucking fad diet. It never has to be that. It can be really simple, small changes that will minimally affect your life, but maximally improve your health. So Little Maple is fully on the old Coached by Claire plan and she's looking great for it and hopefully her health is really benefiting for it as well. And one thing I've said before about my dogs is that if, well, if you know me, you know how much I love them. They are my children. I would never want to put my dog's health at risk by allowing either of them to be overweight or anything like that. So this was like, a literal no-brainer for me. I'd been thinking it for a few weeks, like I said, and the minute that I spoke to somebody who is an expert in that field and she said, yes, you're right, she is a little bit overweight, immediately I was 
on it with the action. And that's the kind of care that you should have for yourself. And it's really hard to do that because a lot of us, when we don't like ourselves very much, when we don't like the way we look and we have low self-esteem, it's really difficult to be able to give enough of a fuck about yourself to do something about it. But doing something about it is only going to make you feel better. So that concludes today's episode. I hope you found it interesting and that you've enjoyed it. If you would like to reach out to me and have a bit of a casual chat about where you are in your journey or even how to start your journey, I'm always more than happy to talk to people. You can speak to me via my Instagram or my website, details to follow. And I'll see you next time. And remember, fuck the fads. If you think you'd like to work with me, if you think that I could help you and you'd like to chat to me, please visit my website coachedbyclaire.com or visit me on Instagram at coached underscore by underscore Claire.